0: Think about what these three words mean to you. Freedom of speech. Now, own and know that that's exactly what those words mean to you. Now, let's think. Remember when that disrespectful journalist from Iraq threw shoes at President George W. Bush? I have to throw this out there as president. I think Bush was horrible. I don't have anything nice to say about the guy. I hated all eight years of his presidency, and I'm more than glad it's over. Yet, that's a whole episode, and I don't care to waste my or your precious time on it. He's gone. That being said, he was still my president. My president. I consider myself a citizen of Earth. Really, I love you all, but if countries were gems... We'd be global, Jim, and you better believe I'm more than proud to say we're better than you, and we know it. When that dude threw those shoes, I was more than upset. Bush might've been a horrible president who destroyed that journalist country, but he was my horrible president. Don't throw shoes at my president. That's a simplified way of explaining how I feel about Trump. As president, he's not getting many compliments from me. I admit there are some good things about him being president, yet the bad overwhelms that good. President Trump sucks at his job. That's just the way it is. He doesn't know what he's doing and doesn't have a good reason for why. I honestly do believe he loves America and wants to do well. I don't think he wants to do me harm. I actually think he wants the best for all the people that hate him despite the fact that anything negative they say about him genuinely hurts his feelings to the point that he tweets about it. Fortunately for him, Twitter and tweets aren't worth my time. So let's talk about the good. Trump hired Mike Pence as his vice president. Most comedians and commentators have made a weak and pathetic comment about Mike Pence. Actually, they've made a lot, but we'll talk about that later. Maybe. Now, apparently, it's funny that... Mr. Pence won't eat or drink with another woman unless his wife Karen Pence is present. There's something wrong with Mike Pence for that. Think about that. Mike Pence respects his wife so much that he won't eat or drink with another woman unless Karen Pence is in the room. Sounds to me like Mike Pence has more class than most people. I know I disagree with Mr. Pence on certain hard line topics that don't really affect him or myself personally. We're both Americans, though we can feel how we want to. Now, did you see the vice presidential debate? Man, Mike Pence didn't eat his opponent's lunch. He ate a week's worth of his breakfast, lunch, and dinner. All while drinking a tall glass of class. He knows how to talk to people he disagrees with, and that requires class. All the right did for eight years of Obama was lose their dignity, integrity, and class. Thanks to his level of class, Mike Pence is one of the few people on the right who acts like a winner. The right has won. Sadly, they don't know it. Obama's supporters never spoke like losers. The right not only sounded like a bunch of sore losers then, but they sound like losers now. All because they don't pretend to or they overtly take the first amendment for granted freedom of speech is kicking the right's teeth out with their own foot it's ridiculous really if you're a fortunate conservative and lucky enough to hear this congratulations you're about to hear what's really going on so listen up this information will help you to continue to win if you're smart enough to use it in your conservative life donald j trump can and will say whatever he wants that's Donald J. Trump. His supporters cannot. Hillary Clinton once called President Trump a puppet because she's smarter than him and everyone who didn't vote for her. Fact. If you've been listening to this podcast and you know, I'm very much in the center when it comes to politics. When it comes to voting for the president of the best country on planet Earth, I always pick a candidate on both sides. And in 2016, my picks were Hillary Clinton and Carly Fiorina. And if Carly would have gotten the nomination, she would have gotten my vote over Hillary. Yes, I voted for Hillary, yet I almost voted for Trump. I live in Oklahoma. He was winning my state anyway. Plus, you can't buy six-point beer at your local convenience store, which was like on a second page. You know? Made the whole voting process extra long. It was ridiculous. So you can vote, you know, across party lines, all that crap. Well, voting for Hillary, Math, I thought I was going to be there for a while. I had to think about that. Because changing the liquor laws around here. I was on that particular ballot, and it was my ultimate concern as a voter on that day. So if you've been listening, then you know that I'm a federal agent delivering mail on the ground every day. I go to a wonderful place every day. It's called Sergio's Towing. It's a wonderful place. It has two women in there. They're both Mexican. Sergio's is one of my first stops. And every morning, those two women offer me a morning snack that I really appreciate. And when I almost voted for Trump, I thought to myself, who would I be embarrassed to look at for this? Who would make me feel like a horrible person for a mark I made on a piece of paper to save time? I thought about my parents, friends, all kinds of people that I knew would not be voting for Trump. Those two wonderful women at Sergio's were literally the last people I thought about. And as soon as I thought about them and that morning snack. I quickly voted for the best candidate, Hillary. Then I went home and went to bed. I woke up at 3 a.m. and Reuters told me that Trump won. Wow, he really won. Okay, see, I prepared myself for that. If Hillary had won, I would have played an inspiring song called FDT by a rapper named YG, featuring another one named Nipsey Hussle. Would have played it all day. Yet Trump won, so I played Mac Miller's Donald Trump. After three days of that song on repeat, I was completely prepared for Trump. Even if he ends the world, I'm prepared. The day after the election, specifically, I went to work and I couldn't wait to see those women. The older of the two had clearly been crying all night. She told me that she watched the entire election. She was genuinely afraid for her friends and family. The younger... She actually did what I did. She voted and went home and went to sleep. She woke up, found out Trump won. I didn't start crying, but she, you know, started crying. I'll never forget walking in Sergio's that morning. My plan was to ask them if they were okay. Yet before I could say anything, the younger of the two walked up to me. She put her face directly in front of mine and said, who did you vote for? That means something nowadays. I proudly said to her, Hillary. Had to stay there an extra 15 minutes. See, now, if you voted for Trump, you're going to have a real hard time convincing me that you have anyone like that in your life. Just someone that you see as a person and understand was going to be hurt just by the fact (laughs) that you voted for a specific person. Whatever your reasons are. Now, if you're past the age of 50, well, as John Oliver says, better than anyone else on the planet. Cool. Plenty of Trump voters past that age on my route. And like me, not all, but most. Don't have a Facebook page. They weren't manipulated by Russia. Are you sure you weren't? If anything, they were manipulated by Trump. Crooked Hillary Clinton. Emails. You tell people who don't use Facebook bad emails? It might sound like a legitimate thing, but whatever. Look, if you're conservative, if you're on the right, you're representing that elephant gang, what what? If Donald Trump can be president of the United States, then you can be racist. You can say black lives don't matter. You can't hate people for things they were born with. Yes, you can. That doesn't mean you can't be nice about it. Trump can do what he wants. He's a puppet for Russia and the alt-right. You on the other hand can be an individual who thinks for yourself. A person that knows they've won, knows that their point was proven for better or worse. You caught the pass. Stop fumbling it. I'm helping you guys first for a reason. Make Mike Pence your role model. There's a reason an interesting commentator like John Oliver attacked him. If you all started acting like him, the word libtard might become valid. Think about gun control. Now, do you sell guns at gun shows? If your answer is no, then what do you care if those guys have to buy laptops now? so that they can do background checks on the people they sell guns to at those shows. How does that affect you? Are you anti-abortion? If so, have you ever stood in front of an abortion clinic and offered to adopt the unborn child of one of their customers? If I was anti-abortion, that's what I would do. If I did that, I would know that I was the king of the anti-abortionists. Plus, you'd automatically win every argument with pro-abortion people. Besides, it's just fair. If you don't care about being fair and negotiating with yourself to see what's right, well, then again, at this particular moment in history, that's what the Republican Party is. Now, since I got better things to do than a daily or weekly podcast, this is going to be monthly, and I must go in. So put your left hand up, you fascist liberals. Your turn. Well... As long as Trump is president, technically, you win. For instance, when it comes to logic, you win. The last president wanted all Americans to have affordable health care. So he created the Affordable Health Care Act. Depending on how open minded you are, it may have been referenced to you as Obamacare. If your source tells you it's the Affordable Health Care Act, they probably follow with a lot of positive words. If your source calls it Obamacare, they probably follow with a lot of negative words. Either way, it doesn't matter because the last president wanted all Americans to have affordable health care. And logically, there's nothing wrong with that. That's not a horrible idea. That's worth fighting and protesting for. All that stuff. The problem is the opposition. They outnumber you in the electoral college. And as my new favorite comic has pointed out at the White House Correspondents' Dinner, Trump's base is very weak-minded. They're enjoying their win, despite the negativity cloud that is constantly raining on their parade. But it does feel good to win, doesn't it? And they're blinded by that feeling. The outrage the right has shown over my new favorite comedian's jokes... It's just sad. I feel sorry for them. It takes a very weak mind to feel this hurt, as some of these people seem to feel over jokes. These people haven't been through anything in life, if you ask me. Never been late on an electric bill, nothing. The worst thing that could have possibly happened to these people is their grandmother died. Like, really? So take a breath, leftist. Relax, adjust yourself. Realize that. Now, try to figure out a nice way to explain their wrong thinking to them. Now, realize you're going to be thinking about this for a while, like Buddha sitting under the tree. Yeah. Fortunately, you're right. You know things like, you know, Trump's a pathological liar. For instance, he's not saying it anymore. But for a second there, he claimed that Amazon was ripping off the post office. I'm so glad I haven't heard that crap in a while, because if you've been listening to what's really going on, then you know that I'm a federal agent who works for the post office. And let me tell you, Amazon and a lot of companies that use the post office are paying my bills. That being said, I don't appreciate Trump's useless tweets telling those lies to people that don't think those tweets are useless. So. Leftists. Think hard about what you say and how you say it to the weak-minded right-wingers who were offended by the comedian at the 2018 White House Correspondents' Dinner. Now, the bickering with both parties with each other is depressingly sad. I'm so glad I'm independent, and I don't see it getting better anytime soon. So let's end this with something I'll be doing at the end of every episode of this monthly podcast. I'll be pointing out a person from both sides who deserves your attention and respect. And we'll call them the hardcore gun-toting gangsters of the month. On the right, we got a wordsmith who has mastered the art of word manipulation. Sarah Huckabee Sanders. At the moment, she's got a bunch of weak-minded people feeling sorry for her and trying to make you feel sorry for her. Yet at the end of the day, she's the toughest and most respectable person of the Trump administration. She sat there and let a comedian say things about her that made weak-minded people cry. She didn't cry. She took it like a champ, not like a chump. And went to work today and did what she was made fun of for. Better which makes her tougher than her boss. So, respect the hardcore gun-toting gangster known as Sarah Huckabee Sanders. She's got bars and she spits hot fire. Respect. Now, on the left, we got Michelle Wolf. Ms. Wolf was asked to practice her First Amendment right, and she used it to say things about the Trump administration, that the people who gave the notorious HRC the popular vote feel. She said things that people who fear the Trump administration want to say. And she said it in a very harsh way. If she was a rapper covered in tattoos, she could say to the organizers of the dinner that picked her, this will be your most viewed White House Correspondents Dinner ever. She might not be Birdman but she'd be right behind him soon. So, don't be weak-minded and respect the hardcore gun-toting gangster known as Michelle Wolf. She's got bars and she spits hot fire. Respect. Whatever you decide to do as you start thinking about your feelings, how to express them, and more importantly, why you need to express them. Well, until the 1st of June. Good luck.